Alright, and we are rolling. Hello and welcome in everyone to Lapping the Field. I, as always, am your host, Eric Beck. Now let's start off by answering a couple of questions that no one asked. Number one, yes, this is a tank top. It has gotten very warm here in Minnesota, and for some reason, the basement is no longer as cool as it used to be. So I'm trying not to show my sunburnt shoulders on screen, so I've got this hoodie on, but we are not going to last here very long, I don't think. Question number two, which no one has asked, but I will respond to anyway. Where have I been over the last few weeks? So... The entire sort of impetus to starting this podcast and the other podcast that I started, which I solo host, which is the Eric the Red Vikings Superfan Podcast, for those people who are interested in listening to me talk about the Minnesota Vikings, this entire thing, I guess, was an experiment in sort of seeing what it's like to develop podcasts, just to sort of develop myself uh, speaking-wise, I guess, which... As we have seen already, speaking-wise, is maybe not my best suit, which is why we're trying to work on it. And then it just be in front of a camera so that I have somewhere to practice that as well. And the reason I chose to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and to talk about NASCAR is because I felt that it was two things that I could talk about just sort of off the top of my head without having to do maybe as much research as other projects I would maybe like to do in the future, but would like to have some practice before I actually do them, which is why we started this. As it turns out, one, I maybe don't have as much knowledge about NASCAR as I would like to turn this into the podcast that it was developing into. So what I mean by that is this was very much turning into a NASCAR news and reflection sort of podcast, very much as though it were a TV show, something like what NBC does or what Fox Sports does, focusing on talking about NASCAR in a very specific way. And seven episodes in or whatever it was, that just wasn't working for me. I recorded prior to the Darlington race, before the throwback race in Darlington, I recorded an episode that I did not like, And that was sort of frustratingly recorded very hastily in the midst of a bunch of other different things that were happening at the time. So I did that. And then I also recorded the, what I promised, the video-only, YouTube-only episode, which would have been reviewing the paint schemes of the, the throwback paint schemes for Darlington weekend. I also did not like that. I like that even less than the podcast episode that I recorded. And then after going through the brief edit that I have and then actually putting the entire both of those things together, I decided that I didn't like them enough that I was not going to post them at all. And I was going to rework how I wanted to approach the podcast. I very seriously considered just completely shutting this podcast down and focusing on the Vikings podcast but decided to keep it open just because I wanted to have a place because I still do enjoy watching NASCAR that I wanted to have a place where I could come and just talk about my feelings about different things about NASCAR, which is why we are back here today. And we are talking about what happened this past weekend at Coda because I have not yet seen full, full, uh, whatever the term is full disclosure. I have not watched the race yet from Coda. 
the cup race. I watched the highlights from the Xfinity Series race, and I watched a couple of the wrecks that happened during the Cup Series race at COTA this past weekend. But since it was on cable, as I had previously mentioned on this podcast, if you go back into the past, into the small set of archives that this podcast does have, you will know that I do not have access to cable, and so I do not have access to races that are run on cable until they're uploaded to YouTube. And if that has happened yet, as of we're recording this at nine o'clock central on monday night i have not had the opportunity to watch it yet so i have not seen the race at coda and from the sound of it i probably don't actually have anything to watch i didn't miss anything because it sounds like there was sort of a disastrous yes i understand the pun is in the title the catastrophe that happened at coda this past weekend i'm sure that cannot be the only person who has titled a video or a podcast episode catastrophe playing off of the coda i apologize to my friends and family and to everyone else watching this episode or listening on your podcast players but this was the first chance for the NASCAR, any of the NASCAR series, I believe, to run at Coda, which is down in Austin, Texas, or down near Austin, Texas, and is typically just, a, I think it's the F1, the one place that Formula One has been running typically in the United States. And then mostly it is used for open wheel road course racing. And as many of us who watch NASCAR know, there have not been very many opportunities for NASCAR to run on road courses in the Cup Series outside of Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and then the recently created Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Now, I'm a person who really enjoys road course racing. For one, I guess in theory, I enjoy road course racing because it is something different than just running on, I almost said just, I understand that NASCAR people will not be happy if I say just, but something different from running on circuits that are just either ovular or in some way or shape or form are the what is the knock on NASCAR from non-NASCAR fans just making left turns. It is something that is a little different from that. And road course racing can at times be incredibly fun to watch. Thinking specifically about the Xfinity race last season at the road course at Indy Motor Speedway, which I know I have referenced in a previous podcast in which I really enjoyed last season. So with all those things said, I was hoping now that NASCAR is running like seven road course races in the Cup Series this year, and with some of those being new courses for the Cup Series drivers, that we would have some really fun, exciting action some fun, exciting road course action in trying to keep road courses towards the front of the mind for people running NASCAR. Because I really like that we have an expanded road course schedule this season. And I know I have talked in the past about the possibility of having sort of cycling through different tracks if we're po if that's possible. So if we can see what sorts of tracks are able to work for NASCAR moving forward, that would be preferable for me. I think that would be a bonus for the sport, something new for the sport to try, and something that we have not seen a ton of in the past since the 1940s, since NASCAR was created. With that said, there was the disastrous catastrophe down in Austin this weekend, especially with the cup race attempting to run in the rain. What we learned is that there are a lot of people, a lot of NASCAR Cup drivers who are not thrilled about running in the rain. We learned that, number one. We learned, number two, it is very difficult to race in the rain. 
which is a thing that NASCAR drivers do not have a whole lot of experience with. And we learned the number three, and perhaps most importantly, that all rainstorms are not created equal. All rain situations are not created equal. All rain racing is not created equal. So from the few things I did see from the clips that I saw from the Cup Series race yesterday, it seems that whether there was heavy rain for the entire time or not, there was definitely a ton of water ton of water that is on the track surface and that led to as those of us who are able to drive know a ton of water getting kicked up from the cars in front of the other cars and that caused for visibility issues so the issue here and the understanding now for nascar that not all rainstorms are created equal is that there are times when you're driving a normal car on a normal road that it does not feel safe to be driving your normal car on the normal road in the rain. So if that is the feeling during very heavy rainstorms when you're driving normally, it stands to reason that that would be even worse if you were attempting to drive 100 miles an hour faster than that. What the heck was that? There was just like some random sort of music around me. This is a... Hopefully this doesn't get too creepy down here in the basement. But we are going to continue here, and we are going to continue talking about racing in the rain. There, uh, on Twitter, I was watching Twitter somewhat as the race was going on. Typically, I mostly just am following uh, NASCAR insider and journalist sorts of people on Twitter. And a lot of what they were talking about as the race was occurring was that the feedback they were getting from fans is that there were a ton of people who were upset about the race in general and about racing in the rain in general or the race specifically in racing in the rain in general, however you want to think about it. But a lot of the reason that NASCAR started racing in the rain is not just that other series race in the rain, it is because NASCAR fans were interested in having races happen in the rain. Not so much, I think, just wanting to have races happen in the rain, but more so not wanting races to be postponed or canceled because of rain. I guess typically postponed. I can think of there was a situation last year where a race got pushed two days because of rain. I think that was at Texas Motor Speedway. So the desire is for NASCAR to actually be able to run races when they are scheduled. This is a thing we have already talked about in previous episodes of this podcast. But if it gets to be a situation where racing in the rain is way more dangerous than it needs to be, it's a situation where NASCAR needs to be able to step in and make a change which they eventually did do because this race did not run its scheduled length. They did cut it short, and Chase Elliott won because of that, or maybe not because of that, but was leading when the race was finished and therefore was the winner. And unsurprisingly, Chase Elliott finds himself with another road course victory. But the issue here is trying to figure out how to integrate racing in the rain into NASCAR and whether that will continue to be something that is attempted moving forward. In my opinion, I think racing in the rain is a thing that can, we can continue to test through, we continue, can continue to attempt to experiment with, and I don't have a problem with these cars racing in the rain. I do think we need to have the ability to understand what sorts of situations we are getting ourselves into. Because as much as I don't want a race to be canceled or postponed because of rain and as frustrating as it is that it seems to happen incredibly consistently 
there needs to be the opportunity to make a change. I will also admit this is not necessarily a thing I had thought about prior to this weekend. Because as I was thinking through it, that analogy of driving on a normal road in a normal car came to mind. There are times when it is not safe necessarily to be driving at a certain speed on a certain road. So attempting to race in that situation is not just going to be poor a poor opportunity, a poor situation for the drivers involved. It is not going to be a good situation for actually watching the race happen. So with all of those things in mind, I really hope that coming out of this, one, the lesser hope is that we don't stop racing in the rain. I think racing in the rain still has potential in NASCAR, no matter what Kevin Harvick or other drivers may say. But more importantly, I hope we don't stop going to Coda, or we don't stop testing out going to other racetracks that we haven't driven at before. Because my biggest thing as a fan of road racing is seeing more road racing happen on the NASCAR schedule. Now, where we're at this season with seven races, I guess we will see what that looks like. I would imagine they are not going to increase past seven races. But like I have suggested in the past and said earlier in this episode, if we're able to find some sort of way to be able to go to tracks on sort of a rotating basis year to year and have different tracks on the schedule each year to year, I feel like that is a sort of variety that would be beneficial to NASCAR. Not only are you going into different markets and actually physically being present in those markets, but you have a different expect not a different expectation but just a different experience for the viewer for the fan for people who are going to the track and for people who are watching on tv if you would put the freaking races on broadcast television it would be something different for people to watch and would hopefully potentially be another draw to the sport now Having said all those things, I do still need to actually watch the race that happened at Coda. We'll see if that happens or not. I was disappointed with the different drivers who were eliminated because of accidents because it's a lot of the drivers who I am a fan of or who I follow. So that is always a bummer when you have your driver end up not finishing a race because of a situation related or otherwise related. So that's not fun either. But... My ultimate overall hope is that we continue going to Coda, that we continue going to other road courses in particular, and I am hoping that we will see better racing action as we still have to go to, let's see how many of these I can list. We have to go to the road course. How many have we run so far first? Let's do that first. We ran the road course at Daytona, and we just ran Coda. We still have Sonoma coming up in a couple weeks. We have the Glen, I believe. We have the road course at Indy. We have Road America, and we still have the Roval. So the Glen is the one I'm not sure about right now. I suppose I could just pull it up at some point, but I'm not going to do that because we're approaching the end of what I was going to discuss here. So with all those things said, we do still have five road courses left to go, one of them being in excuse me, one of them being in the playoffs with the Roval. And it is an interesting sort of thing to have road course specific road courses like the Glen and Sonoma, which we have done before, and now Coda, Road America, and different places like that. And then to have these road course tracks, which are inside of more circular tracks, more traditional tracks. You have the road course at Daytona, the road course at Indy, the Roval, different things like that. There are a lot of different tracks that NASCAR runs at that have road courses. Even something as small as Phoenix, the one-mile track. Phoenix has a road course. Las Vegas, I'm pretty sure, has a road course. 
Kansas might even have a road course. There are a lot of different places that have road courses, and it would be interesting to have a different sort of experience. And something that I pushed for in a previous episode, if we could have a road course specific stock car circuit, which is as big or as pushed as the typical NASCAR circuits. If you could in some way introduce along with the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Truck Series, if you could have something at that same level that is a road course specific series, I understand that not a ton of people are going to be interested in that, but I think I would have interest in that, especially if you're able to get it on broadcast TV. This is the whole thing. I understand that you're sort of at the mercy of the TV contracts you negotiate, and these these companies are not always going to want to put everything on the broadcast TV side. But please, for goodness sake, put these put more of these races on broadcast TV so people can actually watch them. The whole issue right now is that people aren't coming to NASCAR, and part of that, I think, is you're not putting it on broadcast TV. This is turning into a different rant than I had intended, but that is where we are right now. So with all of those things said, uh, we will be back here discussing different things from time to time. It's not going to happen weekly. It's not going to happen as newsy as it was before. And we will not be following along with the standings or with the finishes as closely as we did in the past. But I will still be coming back here to talk about different things happening in NASCAR. So thank you for coming back here. If you're interested in hearing more things about NASCAR, you can find me on YouTube. You can find this uh, the podcast on your podcast players, Apple, Spotify, and whatever sort of podcast players. Hopefully, I do not know all of them, but for sure you can find us uh, find the podcast on Apple and Spotify, which I believe are some of the primary podcast locations. You can also find the podcast on Twitter, at Lapping the Field, or you can head over to my website, ericbeckmedia.com, and you can find more links to the podcast and any other podcast project I am involved in over at that website. So with all of those plugs said, my name is Eric Beck. This has been a new non-weekly version of lapping the field.